Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which is 6.40 Pacific Time, 7.40 Mountain Time, 8.40 Central Time, and 9.40 Eastern Time. Thrilled to have you along with us. Part of the reason I share those um, times with you is because every once in a while I'm traveling and I'm in a different time zone, and so I've had to know that in order to um, make sure that I didn't miss calling in and doing my part of the call. So with that being said, if you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud and by going to, um, or wherever your pod, where you get your podcast through, by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and T-R-90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions for Digital for Anti-Aging. If you're listening to this as, as a podcast and you wish to catch us live, dial in to 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the code, put in 910022, and you can join us live, and we would be thrilled to have you along with us. As I said, I'm Susan Mann out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. When you're first starting out with that TR90 program, it's the good, clean, lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals, making sure to have to get plenty of water to stay hydrated, and the current thinking is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if you weigh 100 pounds, you should be drinking a minimum of 50 ounces of water if you're um, exercising heavily or in a humid area, you'll need to increase that to offset what you're losing because if you're working heavily for an hour, and I've done that for several hours when I was at a karate camp, you can lose up to a quart of water in a, or moisture in a day from your body. So it is important to stay hydrated. With that being said, Seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. If you heard Frank yesterday, he was talking about seven to eight hours. And most places I've read seven to eight, but there's one other place I've read that actually says seven to nine. It gives you a little more wiggle room. Um, if you get good sleep, that actually helps set, does a whole bunch of system resets while you're sleeping and it helps set your mind up for making good decisions and planning things out, which if you're just starting out on the TR90 program, I really found really helped me with setting up some planning and figuring out when my meals were going to be, what I was going to be having for what meals. Taking those supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal if it's possible. If it's not possible, take them with your meals. Still work, not quite as effective as if you, you could do it beforehand, but it will still work. Uh, 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week as part of the ongoing lifestyle of this program because this is a lifestyle change. So even if you start with just one habit and work on getting that one habit going, that is really good. And then just slowly keep building up to the rest of the good habits. I was able to lose a whole bunch of inches, but I didn't lose any weight. So if you're looking at the scales and saying, this scales isn't budging, well, you may have 
a lot of muscle mass and muscle weighs more and it's much more compact. So go by how your clothes are fitting. If they're fitting looser, then that means it's actually working. Let's see. We've talked about supplements. I think we've talked... Oh, seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables. And that's another critical part of this because it gives you macronutrients, micronutrients, and fiber. Those fruits and vegetables, um, the fiber in them actually helps for good digestive health, which means the guys should be getting about 45 grams of fiber and us ladies need about 32 grams of fiber. So the next thing that is I'm going to share with you today is out of a book called Fat Chance. Beating the Odds Against Sugar, Processed Food, Obesity, and Disease. It was written by Robert H. Lustig, L-U-S-T-I-G, M-D, and M-S-L. And um, the last three or four calls we've been talking about uh, how fat cells come to be and how you take care of them and what happens with them and how they store fat. Well, today we're... We're going to jump into the difference between fat and sick. And I'm going to start with a small little vignette here. July 21st, 2009, abcnews.com. Critics slam overweight surgeon general pick. Regina Benjamin by Susan Donaldson James. Dr. Regina M. Benjamin Obama's pick for the next surgeon general was hailed as a MacArthur Grant genius who had championed the poor at a medical clinic she set up in Katerina, Katrina Ravage, Alabama. But the full-figured African-American nominee is also under fire for being overweight in a nation where 34% of all Americans aged 20 and over are obese. Even some of the most popular names in medicine chimed in. I think it is an issue, said Dr. Marcia Angel, former editor of the New England Journal of Medicine. It tends to undermine her credibility at a time when a lot of public health concern is about the national epidemic of obesity. Having a Surgeon General who is noticeably overweight raises questions in people's minds. I don't know that I even thought about that. I think I thought about the fact that she was Supremely qualified. Even Dr. Angel, spelled A-N-G-E-L-L, is an intelligent woman by any definition. Doesn't get it. Do you think Dr. Benjamin chose to be obese? Do you think she's a glutton and a sloth given her traits, talents, and track record? Is she overweight? Sure. Is she sick? Don't bet on it. Most people in the modern world do not want to be thought of as obese. Here's a politically incorrect disclosure. My pediatric colleagues and I see Latino mothers who come into the clinic with infants whose weights top the charts and tip the scales. And these women are worried, but in the opposite direction. No come, Spanish for he doesn't eat, they moan. There is a radical ethnic overlay to obesity. This is in part due to the societal norms and what's expected for your culture. For example, some extremely poor countries 
have developed a set of cultural norms that equate obesity with affluence and desirability. Fatty foods such as meat and dairy were scarce in their native countries and pitifully available only to the wealthy. Upon moving to the America, immigrants from developing countries are suddenly immersed in a glut of rich, energy-dense foods. They overindulge as their insulin increases. Sometimes these cultures view persistent cultural views persist throughout generations. The immigrants view their obese children as the epitome of health and affection of their an affirmation of their ability to provide for them. In their countries of origin, thin children were sickly and at risk for premature death. Unfortunately, they aren't familiar with the fact that the opposite is true in America. More political incorrectness. Some teenage African-American girls tip scales at 300 pounds, but when you ask them if they think they're obese, many will say no. They'll say that they are quote-unquote thick, which means a girl who isn't fat or skinny but is well-proportioned and has meat on her bones in all the right places. Many DJs still play Sir Mix-A-Lot's song, Baby Got Back. I like big butts and I cannot lie. Those of you who are with young children and not hip with modern teenage may instead recognize this song as sung by a character donkey in Shrek. Then again, it's been long known that when polled women consistently underestimate their weight. Don't worry, ladies, you're not alone in, in, exag- in the exaggeration department. Men consistently overestimate their height and other lengths as well. Clearly, obesity, like beauty, is in the eye of the beholder. There seems to be a genetic component to this as well. Several studies have looked at how much fat must be present before signs of illness develop, and the results are striking, if not surprising. Caucasians start showing metabolic wear and tear at a BMI of around 30, which is why epidemiologists chose 30 as the obesity breakout. However, African Americans don't show metabolic decomposition until a a BMI is about 35, while Asians start to manifest disease at a MBI of 25. On average, an African-American woman can carry an extra 27 pounds over an Asian female, half of which is fat and half muscle, before she can expect some kind of negative impact from the extra weight. Many of my patients will say to me, as long as I feel all right, my weight's not a problem. They may very well be right. For how long? But for how long? which brings us to an important precept about body weight. Whenever we step on the scales, we are measuring the sum of four different body parts, only one of which is bad for us. Number one, bone. Number two, muscle. Number three, subcontaneous fat or big butt. And number four is visceral fat. So let's start with the bone. More bone the longer you live. 
when little old ladies fracture their hips, it's because it, that's their swan song. African Americans, to their benefit, have a greater bone density than other races. Muscle. More muscle is better for your health. Muscle takes up glucose. More exercise means more muscle, and more muscle means better insulin sensitivity. Arnold Schwarzenegger, in his weightlifting days, anabolics, their words are not, had a BMI, BMI of 32. Not because he was obese, but because he was all muscle and had very little fat. When you're building bone and muscle, you're providing a method for burning energy rather than storing it, which leads to improving your health regardless of your weight. Number three, subcutaneous or big butt fat. This makes up about 80% of our total body fat and is what gives Marilyn Monroe her hourglass figure. Believe it or not, more subcutaneous fat is better for your health. Several studies show that the size of the subcutaneous fat deposit correlates with longevity. Little old ladies who didn't have much subcutaneous fat get sicker and die sooner, not just from their hip fractures. And number four, that visceral fat. The only compartment that is consistently bad for us is our visceral fat, a.k.a. abdominal, ectopic, or big belly fat. This consists of fat in areas where it doesn't belong, including fat inside your abdomen and inside your organs, like your liver and muscles. It makes up about 20% of our total body fat and about 4 to 6% of our total body weight. Visceral fat is the fulcrum on which your health teeters. The scales lies even more than you do. I will be jumping in, excuse me, jumping into that come Monday. Oh, excuse me. All of a sudden I got the hiccups. With that being said, if you scoot over to Facebook One Team Global Live at the top of the hour, which is in about 15 minutes, you'll catch one of our leaders sharing some information about New Skin. With that being said, I'm going to take us off of mute, and I welcome any thoughts or comments you may have, and uh, look forward to saying goodbye to you. Want to wish you all a great January 5th, 2023. It's hard to think that we're already the fifth day of January. And if you get a chance, get out and get some fresh air and some exercise. This is Susan Mann signing out. So there we have it, my friends. Why those scales lie, but we'll find out how much more they like on Monday. <laughs> Which is why if you have one of those Omron scales, that actually gives you a better idea of your percentages rather than a just plain old plain Jane scales. You were saying, I'm sorry, Victoria, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> thank you. I just said thank you. That's all. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I, you have a good day, and I hope your little skittish guy is not too skittish. Well, he's a chewer, and so he can get into a lot of trouble if he's left alone for very long. So I've got a backup plan for my whole tone if I can't get that up and running. So my plan is to 
make sure that he's comfortable and he's not getting stressed out. But fortunately, this isn't over New Year's when all of the fireworks would have been going off, so he will probably be better than he would have been. <laughs> well, good. I'm glad about that. I'm glad about that. You and me both, because his mama, his mama couldn't travel when she originally planned to, and so I think this is going to be better for him. So well, it'll all work out. Okay, Becky. Well, I'll see you tomorrow. Yes, and we, I will be looking forward to your lovely meditation tomorrow, and hopefully okay. I'm not stressed out. <laughs> so that'll it'll calm you down. i got to look for a good one for you. <laughs> this is true. Have a great day, one and all. All right. See you tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay.